standing, grab your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter number 26, beginning with verse number 31. Matthew chapter number 26, beginning with verse number 31. It's good to see each and every one of you. Looks like the other half of the church is on spring break. Amen. Amen. We pray for their safe travels and for a time of restoration and recreation. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse number 31. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And Peter answered him, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, truly I tell you this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I willed, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Matthew chapter 26, verse number 2. I believe sets the agenda for the rest of the passage up until the betrayal and arrest of Jesus. Matthew chapter 26, verse 2, 
Jesus tells his disciples, you know that the Passover is coming. Then the Son of Man will be delivered over to be crucified. This portion of scripture has been about preparing for the coming death of Christ. And last week we saw a woman make a costly sacrifice in preparation for the death of Christ. It was her sacrifice that prepared Christ's body for a proper burial. And Judas, he used this imminent death of Christ as a financial opportunity. He agreed to betray Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus prepared his disciples for uh, his death by giving them a new meaning to the Passover meal. He said that the bread represented the broken body uh, of himself and the cup represented the pouring out of his blood. It was, we said last week, a meal to remember. And so now Jesus is going to continue preparing his disciples and even himself for this death by way of crucifixion. Three things that we see in these two sections of Scripture. First, we see a dire warning, a dire warning by Christ Jesus warns his disciples in verse 31 that they will all fall away because of him this night. And he quotes from the Old Testament, as you know, this from from our previous study of Matthew. One of his things has been to show how Christ is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. And so once again, he, he, he pulls from Old Testament prophecy, going back to Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. And he quotes that and he lets his disciples know that he is indeed the fulfillment of this scripture. He is the shepherd that will be struck and they are the sheep that will scatter. Jesus prepares his disciples for his coming death by warning them of the temptation that they are about to face. They are about to face a temptation, and we're going to learn about this in the next coming weeks. They they will indeed fail this temptation. They have the opportunity to prepare their hearts, minds, and souls for this temptation now that they have been warned by Jesus. Yet, they do not make proper preparations. They respond to Jesus' warning with a pledge of allegiance. Verse 33, they say, though they all fall away because of you, this is Peter, You know, he's going to be the first one to say something. (laughs) Though they all fall away because of you, 
I will never fall away. And Jesus says, dude, before this night is up, before the rooster crows, you will deny me not once, not twice, but three times. And Peter says to Jesus, they, they may do it. He throws his other disciple boys under the bus. He says, though they may do it, I won't do it. He says, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. What we see, friends, is that these disciples fail to see that Jesus is indeed in control. He has been prophesying and telling them what is about to happen. And up until this point, everything that he said would happen has happened. They failed to see that Jesus' words, words are indeed true. Ultimately, they failed to heed to this warning. They still don't get all that is about to happen. Truly, they don't understand the weakness of the human flesh. Beloved, the flesh is weak in every way. They don't realize that they have a powerful enemy after them. They don't get it. And beloved, like these disciples, when we forget the frailty of our human flesh, we become all the more susceptible to yielding to temptation. We become spiritually proud. We become self-confident and self-trusting of our flesh. We say things like, I could never do that. Or I would never do that. Our weak flesh yields to temptation. And like these disciples, we fall away. We sin. We fail. We rebel against our king. The antidote to spiritual pride, beloved, is humility. We must recognize that our humanity is indeed corrupted. We must realize that we are totally depraved. Every part of our being has been infected and affected by sin. We, we must be humble enough to acknowledge that we are prone to wander. We must confess that we indeed need help. Help that is outside of us. We need strength from outside of us. Our the humility is, sings the song, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. And so we, we must never forget how weak and vulnerable our flesh is. And so... Because they fail to see this, they ultimately will fail Jesus and themselves. So now Jesus tries to prepare them with this dire warning. They, he leaves, they now move to this place called 
Gethsemane. It, that name means an olive press, an oil press. And so Jesus takes them to this place called Gethsemane to continue his preparations for what he is about to endure. And he says, sit here while I go over there and pray. But then Jesus does something that we've seen him do before. He takes his inner core with him. Peter, James, and John. We know that they were his inner core because they had more exposure and revelation to, uh, of Jesus Christ than the rest of the disciples. If you remember back in Matthew chapter number 7, Jesus took them up to a high place where he was transfigured. He, he was changed. The text says that his face shined like the sun and his clothes became white as light. They saw Jesus in all of his divine glory. The text says, and then Moses and Elijah appeared with him. And then they heard a voice saying, this is my beloved son and whom I am well Please, on this mount of, at the mount of transfiguration, they experienced the divinity of Jesus. He is the son of God. He is fully God. But now Jesus brings them not to a mountain, but to a garden. And this inner core who has seen his divinity now sees his humanity on full display. And to prepare his disciples for his coming death, secondly, that's what he does. He, he displays his full humanity before his inner core. In verse 37, Matthew tells them, he says, I am very sorrowful and troubled. Beloved, Jesus is in anguish and in full distress. It is a display of his humanity. Jesus, beloved, is in agony. He, he is in an acute state of depression. He lets them see his humanity on full display. Verse 38, he says, my soul is very sorrowful even unto death. We see the raw emotions of the man, Christ Jesus. What he is about to endure causes him anguish and agony. But his humanity, not only it is, is it revealed through his emotions, but his humanity is also seen in his prayer. Watch verse 39. He says, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. 
He prays to the Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. What's the cup? It is the cup of God's wrath. Jesus, let me be very clear. Jesus is not afraid to die. He, he's not scared of death. That's not what he is praying for. It is the manner of death that he wants to pass from him. It, it is the way of torture by way of crucifixion that he wants the Lord, the Father, to let pass from him. His human desire is for the Father to satisfy his wrath by some other means. What we see here is that his human will in this moment is out of alignment with the Father's will. But in this prayer, he aligns his human will with the Father's will. He says, not my will be done, but your will. Jesus, the man, will succeed where every other human has failed. He will do God's will. So we see this display of the humanity of Christ. What are some implications of Christ's humanity here? Let me go off script real quick and say that I am so glad that my Savior normalizes sorrow, anguish, despair. He doesn't stuff down his emotions. He doesn't avoid or ignore his emotions. He feels it. And he lets others see that it is okay to be sorrowful to be troubled, to be in distress. The anguish, distress, and agony of Christ reveals that he was fully human. And this is significant. If we go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it tells us that Jesus is a high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. He himself has been tempted in every way, just as we are. And thus, beloved, we have a sympathetic Savior. That, that word sympathy in the Greek, it literally means to suffer with us. He is with us in our suffering because he is a sympathetic savior. He is indeed able to help us when we are tempted. He himself, because he has been tempted in every way as we are, he knows how to beat temptation and not yield to it. He knows how to overcome temptation. And so what happens, beloved, is we now know that victory over temptation is possible because we have a sympathetic Savior ready to help us. The humanity of Christ as revealed in Gethsemane, 
also teaches us that as humans, our wills are to be in alignment with the Father's will. I don't know much about cars. So let me try. If Dominic can do a sport illustration, I can do a car illustration. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I went to the, the car, uh, what y'all call it? Shop. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. I've been sick this week. My mind is not, not right. And I told him, I said, I think I needed alignment. The woman who was checking me out, she was saying, well, checking the car out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> stay focused, stay focused. <laughs> Focus. She, was, she said, she said, why do you think you need an alignment? I was like, you know. <laughs> need an alignment. She said, well, is it pulling uh, one way or the other? You know, and I kind of like, what you mean? If it's out of alignment, then it would veer to the right or, or to the left, and you kind of have to correct your steering so it doesn't pull in one way or the other. That's how you know it's out of alignment. I was like, oh, not yet. I'll see you in a few months. But beloved, some of us are not able to walk on the street and narrow because our wheels are out of alignment with the Father's will. We want our will to be done. And now we're veering off the path that God has set for us. We're veering to the left and to the right. When, when, when Christ just wants us to stay in alignment with his will. And as humans, we need to be aligned with the Father's will. We ought to be just like Jesus Christ. We ought to submit to the Father's will. Watch this. Even if it comes at a great cost to us. Look at what Jesus is doing. He is submitting to the will of his father. And that will cost him his very life. He's going to die. The worst death of a man could die at that time. That is he that's how in step and alignment he was with his father's will. Oh, that we would be a church that says, even if it comes at great expense to me, I just want to do your will. What we see here in Gethsemane is Jesus here practicing what he preached because he preached to his disciples. He says, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. And here in this garden, as agonizing as it is about what he is about to experience, he denies himself. Not my will, but your will be done. And beloved, that is the cost of discipleship. That is the cost of following Christ. Denying self means I'm going to put my will to the side so that I can do the Father's will. That's what we ought to do as we follow Christ and are conformed to his image. But Gethsemane also shows us 
that Jesus makes preparation for his coming death and his desire for communion with the Father. He has a desire for communion with the Father. When Jesus is sorrowful and faced with suffering, his desire is to commune with his Father, to have time in prayer with his Father. And beloved, this is an example to follow. All too often when we are sorrowful and in distress, we turn away from God. We disconnect from God. We are too disappointed with God to commune with him. And beloved, let me tell you, that is a strategy of the enemy. He wants us to be disconnected from the Father. In times of trials and tribulations, Satan's goal is to get us to doubt the goodness of God. Satan wants our faith to fail. How do I know this? One of my favorite scriptures, one of, from which I preach one of my favorite sermons, in the book of Luke, before this portion, this Gethsemane story, he tells to Peter, he says to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Satan, Satan wanted not just Simon, but all of the disciples. And Jesus tells him, but I've prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Beloved, Jesus models for us how to deal with great trials. We must bring our trials and tribulations, our tests and our temptations to the Lord in prayer. Beloved, many of us are failing like the disciples in our Christian walk because we do not bring our temptations to the Lord in prayer. Look at what Jesus instructs his disciples to do in verse number 41. Watch and pray that you may not enter temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer is the primary means for overcoming temptation. Jesus is tempted in his humanity to run away from the cross. Yet he will not run away from the cross, but he will go voluntarily and obediently to the cross. And I'm convinced that he could not have done this without first communing with the Father. He prays for over an hour about this. He perseveres in his prayer. And it is this prayer, this communion with the Father that prepares him for his impending death. Prayer brings him to a place where he willingly submits to the Father's will. The flesh is weak, 
And it's because it is weak, we are vulnerable to yielding to temptation in our weakness. Come, come on, Manuel. Beloved, we must pray. Here's how the hymn writer said, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? Don't be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And then he laments, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And beloved, that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to bring some things to the Lord in prayer. What do you need to bring before the Lord in prayer this morning? What temptation are you susceptible to? What is calling, causing you grief and agony, distress, anxiety? Let's take some time now and commune with the Father. Where you are, just pray. Bring it to the Lord in prayer.